Soccer was his goal. So he built this great empire and started dropping dimes. It's teed up with Coach G from now until the end of time. All right, welcome to Teed Up with Coach G. Today we are joined by a very special guest, old co-host of my former podcast, our former podcast, Z from D.C. Welcome back, Z. What up? How you feeling, buddy? Feeling great. It's been too long, man. I feel like I haven't heard from you in forever. We miss you uh, on the podcast. That's not true. I feel like we talk we talk a lot. Um, first time on the pod, though. Yeah, first time on the new pod. Thing, things are basically exactly the same. Nothing's changed. Except for our teams, which I like. felt compelled. There's all these things in my life, Zach, that were aligning to having a conversation with you. Between... The Wizards saving their season. The Knicks are finally good. The trade deadline is less than a month away. And I'm about to have my second kid. So I feel like, I was like, I have to talk to Zach. I have to, we have to get Zach on the pod. Agreed? I couldn't agree more. Happy to be back. All right. So let's start with your Wizards, who were the biggest shit show in the league, I guess, like as of, a month ago, have since turned things around for sure. They've won seven of their last nine. They did blow a five-point lead to the Celtics within a minute last night. I didn't mean to hurt you on that. I was texting you during that game. You were all excited, and then it ended poorly. But despite how bad they've been, winning seven of their last nine, they're only two games out of the playing game. They're basically right in the thick of the playoff hunt in the crazy East. And they're three and a half games out of the four seed, so they're right in it. Tell tell me your thoughts on the Wizards and what what's changed or how you feel about the last I don't know two to three weeks, the last month. I definitely feel good. Definitely feel uh, feels a little promising. Deal, I think, is the biggest thing. I think it's gotten to the point, and and listen, I'll, I'll be the first to cop and say. I was in, you know, I, I played with the idea of, of what a trait of him would look like, right? And, hey, blow it up, this, that. He's too good. He's reached the point where he's just too good. You don't give up a player like that, particularly if he wants to stay, which is such a rarity these days. Um, you know, I thought, I thought about this. He's definitely, during my lifetime as a as a basketball fan, I know there was Wes Unseld and some other good ones, but he right now is playing at a level that is way above any Wizards since I've been watching. Would you agree? I mean, is he? I'm trying. To, Wizards haven't had too much success. I mean, what about the apex of so Gilbert? Got, apex of Gilbert Arenas. So Gil, so Gil in 2007 was second team All NBA. Okay, that's a good start. And in 2006, Gil averaged almost 30 and was fourth in the NBA in scoring. Okay. I think Beal is better than that. Um, Beal is better than than Gilbert was then. And I'd argue he has a lot less help, too. I think that's kind of obvious. So, Westbrook, I'm still down on the trade. I'm still, still don't love. Russell Westbrook as a player, he turns it over a lot. He's, a lot of the games are just painful to watch. However, 
he is destroying second units, Alex. When, when Beal goes to the bench, whenever Beal's on the bench, it's just like Westbrook usage rate out of control time, and he can just destroy second units. And that's been an advantage. And I also think the way he plays and how aggressive he is and how hard he plays is wearing off to a degree. So um, I, I but, like your your Beal point is interesting. So you already think he's better than any season that John Wall had. I guess the year he's having this year. He is leading the league in scoring. By far. John Wall could never shoot um, and still can't. What about so on the defensive Wall end? Made, Wall made a lot in his prime. Wall did make everyone so much better. Um to a level that I'm not sure Beal has done yet, but Beal, like, Beal is just unstoppable uh, when he wants to be now. And I've never seen any wizard that unstoppable and score that effortlessly. And honestly, it's so fun to watch that I don't want to give it up. I don't want to become the Magic. I don't want to become the Knicks. Um, No, no, not the Knicks now, the Knicks of old. I've been saying that to you and my brother or anyone. I'm like, yeah, you guys trade Beal and you get six first-round picks or whatever, whatever crazy haul you get. I don't care if you get, like, the number one pick three years in a row. Playing 19-year-olds, it's hard to win. They're just so inconsistent. And you just see teams suck forever. The Suns suck forever until they got Chris Paul and – the Knicks, like, got a good coach, but otherwise they were terrible. Unless you're, like, Memphis and you hit a home run with John Moran or something, it's, like, so hard to build through the draft. So I would hold on to Beal with dear life until he demands a trade. Um, and I, yeah. I do think he's great. I saw a stat that, which doesn't discredit anything you said, but they're 6-20 uh, when he scores 40 points or more, which I thought was kind of crazy. I think... He's been amazing this year, and the media is, you know, NBA is acknowledging it. But I do think Westbrook's been better lately as well. Did you read the new Chris Herring article that came out, I think, yesterday for SI? You know, our boy Chris Um, Herring. um, Yeah, I'm on Blake Griffin. Yeah, there's a large chunk in it on Russell Westbrook, too, which is not encouraging. It's very bad. Uh, (laughs) It's like his shooting numbers are down. In volume shooters, is the one stat I remembered was true shooting uh, percentage. He's 91st out of 91 uh, eligible candidates. Like, he's the worst shooter in the league for volume shooters. He's shooting 14% from three during this win streak that they're on since February. 55% from the foul line, which is terrifying. But I do think he is like, he's getting healthy. And I still think he's a good player. I mean, he's overpaid and is on the backside of his career, but he can still do some stuff. What about the roster outside of Beal? What about the roster outside of Beal? Like, what are your thoughts on Rui? Like, I think he's been, you know, he's had a few bad games in a row, but during a large part of that streak, he was like their third leading scorer in every game. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, that that's honestly the problem is, the roster around Beal is so bad. And you just hope that, you know, one of these picks will hit before he demands a trade. Um, you know, he has a young kid. I think about two young kids. Hopefully he just wants to raise his family here. 
Um, his wife, by the way, is a great Twitter follow. Highly recommend She's it. Very vocal. Um, yes, very. Uh, but that's what you hope. And then, you know, stars bring other stars. So you'd hope that there's someone who wants to play with Beal eventually. But back to your question, Avdia and Rui haven't done anything in particular to get me too excited. Um, well, Avdija, Avdi, how do I pronounce it? I always screw this up. I will call him Denny. I Denny. will call him Denny. Denny has really been bad over the last couple weeks. I thought he was pretty good early in the season. He shoots from a good percentage. I like watching him pass the ball. I think he's a pretty good passer. And I don't think he's bad. Like, I feel very good about where he's at. I feel Rui is fine. Like, he's developing nicely. Um, But he... Danny has been bad during this, like, run, which I thought was interesting. It's like, in correlation with the Wizards winning a bunch of games, his minutes have been going down and he's been playing worse, which I thought was... I don't know what I that agree. Means. Um, so I, you know, I don't know part what to that, make of that. So part of that is other players being healthy. They got Mo Wagner back. They got, um, they got some other bodies in there, right? They got, um, well, Neto, oh, Neto's been playing well for them. My, my boy, my boy, who I really like, don't sleep on is Garrison Matthews. Poor man, uh, Duncan Robinson. He, what is he shooting for the year? He's shooting. Let's see. I'll pull him up. 40% from three. 40% from three. Love that. 43%. Oh, no, that's a splits. Yeah, 41% from three. I thought it was interesting is uh, in February, Bertans is shooting 42% from three. It looks like he's finally fine, or he's back. Versus 30, he was shooting yeah, 30%. So Bertans is heating Danny's up. Yeah. Bertans is back. Danny has fallen off. Westbrook is playing better. He's finally healthy. I know he had that finger injury. Unfortunately, you say people will want to play with Beal. I think realistically, nobody wants to play in Washington. So, and I don't mean nobody, but for the Wizards to get their third guy, they're gonna. Ha- I think they're gonna have to trade all these young guys. I think they're gonna have to trade Rui. They're gonna have to trade Denny, and they're gonna have to package some picks, and then go after a guy like I don't know who. John, we're gonna talk a lot about John Collins. Or, you know, Przingis is out there. I would not trade for Przingis. But, like, they were rumored to be interested in Przingis. I think the only way the Wizards are going to get guys is through the trade market. And to do that, they're going to have to say goodbye to all these mid-lottery picks they've had over the last few years and then any future first. I agree with you. Um, I'm starting to get that sense as well. And I try to resist that temptation, mainly because, let's say you trade a couple of picks for, uh, and you get Porzingis, let's just say, or John Collins. Your big three is still nowhere near as good as Brooklyn. You're still not the team Miami is. You're still not the team Philly is. You're still not the team Boston. I mean, well, maybe Boston, but you see where I'm going with this. <laughs> That's just not enough in my book to, uh, to crack that upper echelon, and it's not worth mortgaging the whole future for. I'd rather keep Beal have Beal as a 32-year-old and whatever excellent, awesome young rookie we have, you know? And Beal's only 27, so I'm just saying that, you know, in general. But um, I'd resist that idea. That's fair. I think, I'm not saying they need to make a panic trade at the deadline. That's not what I'm saying. And, you know, we'll see how this season goes. But I think this summer, if they're not going to trade Beal, which I think you and I both agree they should try not to, 
unless they get like, and they might have to take them getting a top five pick, but if they, you know, let's say they miss the playoffs and then they do well in the lottery and they get a top five pick. This draft is really good. If I were the Wizards, I would trade that asset and trade Rui and trade Denny and try and get like a, you know, whoever, Carl Anthony Towns or the next star. Or, you know, what about this? What if the Clippers stumble? I'm not saying you trade all these guys, but what if Paul George becomes available? Like, yes, he's been dumped on in playoff P or all that stuff, you know, and he's been bad in the playoffs, but he's been playing amazing this season. He's great in the regular season. And if you could get him for like some young assets and like a few firsts, like, and then you have Beal and, and Paul George and wall and just see what you can make happen with that. Kind of like a last stand with Beal. I think it's going to have to take something like that or Beal's going to demand a trade. Am I far off? I feel like that's fairly, I'm not saying you have to trade for Paul George or calling Anthony towns as a guy, but the next star any star that's available at some point in the next like year you need to be super aggressive with i would i would think we'll see we, we will see we will one see. thing in regards to both traffic and, and tanking thing and trading i do feel like i can enjoy this run more with deal towards whatever whether it's sort of the playoff seat the playing seat or whatever because the lottery odds are restacked and it's not as drastic and, you know, all the ping pong balls aren't stacked for like the top three worst teams. Because if that were the case, I would feel differently about all these wins. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid honestly. to just tank but and knowing, yeah. you knowing go. that we can go for a playoff spot and potentially still get a top three pick, like, you know, happened with the Pelicans and stuff. Make this more enjoyable. I totally agree with you. I do think the Wizards, this is the Wizards. The team we've seen in the last month, not the seven, seven and two in their last nine, like they're not going to be losing, but I do think the Wizards are going to be in the thick of it. Bertans is finally back. As long as they could stay healthy, I think, you know, the East is wide open. You know, I, you, we're about to talk about the Knicks, but they're three and a half games out of the four seed. Like we could be talking about Beal MVP status in a month if the Wizards continue this win streak and find themselves competing for like a top you know one of the top four seeds in the East there's a lot uh, lot I left agree. to be written a lot left to be written for the Wizards last thing about the Wizards that win streak too was all out west they got wins in Denver and Portland and LA and they're you know they're beating quality teams they put up a great effort uh last night against Boston should have won Mm-hmm. And they and? smoked the T-Wolves teams that, you know, you should be smoking. So they're handling business and they're, you know, they're playing up to their competition, which is good. I, I could pick holes in some of that, but you could do that for every team. You know, Denver's been up and down, but they beat Denver twice. The Lakers without AD. Uh, they, but they beat Boston. You know, they lost to Boston last night. They beat Boston. One of those seven wins is against Boston. So I, I yeah. agree. And at the end of the day, I agree with you that they're, they're beating quality teams. Even LeBron, you know. The Lakers without AD is still the Lakers with LeBron. So I agree. I, I'm buying the Wizards resurgence. I'm buying that they'll be in the thick of it in the East because the East, like, quite frankly, is like a war zone. I skipped, uh, this will be a good segue to the Knicks. Our favorite, Jason Concepcion, uh, he keeps tweeting the East standings and then pictures of Jon Snow from Battle of the Bastards. 
Have you been seeing that? It's the funniest thing. And it'll I be have. Like... It's incredible. It's, it's very uh, <laughs> off point. It's like the East, the middle of the East standings, and then like Jon Snow coming up for air amongst like 100 dead bodies. It's so funny. Um, all right. So let's talk about my Knicks, who I'm, I'm just like, I was t- texting with my brother this morning. I can't remember the last time I had this much fun rooting for the team. Uh, they're 18 and 17 now. They're above 500, which is insane. They're the standalone, not tied with anyone, four seed in the East right now. We're recording this on March 1st. It's a Monday. And they're super fun. They compete every night, Zach. Their defense is legit. They're second. Their defensive rating is second in the league, only behind the Lakers, but better than the Jazz and everyone else. Thibodeau has been amazing. And what he's done is like they compete. And what I love to see is they love each other. Like you watch this team and they are cheering each other on. They're like so hyped for each other. It's like such a, it's such a team. And I've watched so many Knicks teams where they're all just going for themselves or whatever. It's so refreshing. And I guess my last point on them before I want to get a non Knicks fan take is it's a team full of guys with like chips on their shoulder. They all have something to prove, which I love. Like Thibodeau was like, after the Minnesota stint, everyone's like, Thibodeau will never coach again. This guy stings. And he was a bad GM. And I'm, But Minnesota has been terrible since he left. And they were terrible before he was there. They took him to the playoffs that one year. Randall, who myself, you were talking about yourself wanting to trade Beal, you know, many, honestly, many times over the last couple of years. I, at the beginning of this season, I told Drew, I was like, I'm fine with the Knicks trading Randall tomorrow. And he's been amazing, all-star. R.J. Barrett not even being on the all-rookie team last year. He's, like, taken that personally and has been a lot better this year. He's still totally a work in progress and totally up and down, but shooting much better and has been pretty solid. And quickly, most draft pundits hated that pick. And, like, CBS gave the pick a D plus. Everyone's like, oh, quickly, that's a reach. And he's been amazing. He has more 25-point games than any rookie in the league. So... I don't know. I, I just love this team. They've got like a lot of dog in them. They compete every night. They've won three in a row right now. They're, they've won like seven of their last 10, I think, or nine of their last 11. They're on fire and it's super fun. I love this team so much. Are you buying the Knicks? I'm buying them as a team that will compete every night. Am I buying them as a legitimate fourth seed? Uh, no. I think that's fair. What do you, I mean, they throttled the Wizards a couple nights ago. Or no, that was like two weeks ago. Beal didn't play, though. So, is have you been on Twitter? Have you been seeing, like, the Knicks pandemonium on Twitter? <laughs> Can't miss it. <laughs> I'm like, people are hating on it. I'm like, dude, the Knicks have been so bad for so long. Like, give us this. Like, you know, we're not at... The Knicks are in the course of the year. Are the Knicks going to make any noise in the playoffs? Like, I unless they get a favorable first round matchup, probably not if they make the playoffs. But just the Knicks like being good is like enough. I'm just so excited, even if they're just a 500 team, which I agree. I don't think they're the four seed. I think Miami or someone will come on, but I don't know. I I'm loving every second of it. Well, I think I, the biggest the biggest takeaway for you should be. It's still MSG. It's still New York City. Is this a culture change, right? Does this is this finally, you know, having a respectable 
coach having an overachieving team, is there enough change there that New York City can finally attract those star players? That's the hope. I totally agree. I would say opposite. There's been some rumors that they're monitoring Beal. Because Beal, he, correct me, he could opt out after next season. So they have the Wizards have Beal this year, and then they have him next year. And then he could opt out. And so a part of it is like the Knicks just trying to establish like what Brooklyn did. They're just like, hey, this is like a competitive atmosphere. This is a fun place to play. And if you work hard, you'll get minutes. And guys are going to want to be a part of that, I think. You know, I know the Knicks have been bad for so long, but if they could sustain this for two or three seasons – even not even just like not like they have to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, but just making the playoffs and like being a relevant team, then I think stars will come. Whether they trade for them, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, I definitely think it's an atmosphere that they want to be in. And I hope this will be a good a good uh, segue into our trade rumors. I hope they don't do anything crazy because they have such a good blend of vets and. Young guys that both get lots of minutes and contribute to this team, like quickly plays a lot. Barrett plays a ton. Mitchell Robinson, before he got hurt, plays a lot. Neil Akeen has been playing more. But then they're also anchored by Rose. Randall's only 26. You know, Toppin's been getting minutes too. Alec Burke has been great for them. They have this like great blend of vets and young guys, and they just seem to be doing it right. Leon Rose, I have like such a vote of confidence in him right now because they haven't taken on any bad contracts yet. They haven't mortgaged any future assets to get here. They're just like making the right smart moves to make a blended roster that's building and competing at the same time. And I think that's really hard to do. You look at a lot of teams in the league, that's hard. So, and they still have like 15 million in cap space. So they could bring in a guy right now to absorb a asset. Like if a team started to dump salary or to like bring a guy in. So it's exciting. Uh, I well, we talk about the Knicks every week on this podcast. Should we just jump right to trade rumors? I have a lot of, of course. Them. I have a lot of trade rumors. This will be more up your alley. So this is a mix of fake trades, internet trades I found on the you know found online, or just rumors. So we're just going to kind of hit them quick Let's hitting. Jump in. Let's jump in, dog. Oladipo turned down a two-year max. There's lots of speculation he's going to get traded now. He wants a four-year deal. Heat and Knicks are involved. I'm really hoping the Knicks don't go for him. What do you think the market is for Oladipo? Is this a team? Is this like a guy that people should be go getting, or is this stay away? So I think it'll take a team like the Wizards. Now, he'd be a horrible fit on the Wizards because you have uh, have Westbrook, and we already saw how he played with Westbrook. That wasn't a great fit. Mm -hmm. And you have Beal, two other ball-dominant guards. Horrible fit. However, they'll take a team like the Wizards who can't sign a free agent. You know, you're not going to lure a star to Washington, right? So yeah. you need someone like that who want, you're going to have to give a max. If you're a team like the Wizards, you have to give a max to someone who might not get it everywhere. Someone who might have an injury, a checkered track record, and you're, you're gambling. Yeah. You're gambling that you're going to get an all-NBA player, even though – like Charlotte did with, with Gordon Hayward, right? So, you know, that was very risky with Charlotte did committing, but it's paying off so far. Yeah. So, that brings me to Team Charlotte Depot, which I haven't really given this a lot of thought to, but I don't think the Knicks necessarily would be the greatest. 
greatest fit, because given the culture they have going, I think they can probably do better. Yeah. My favorite fit for Oladipo is like, a, I was thinking about this today, maybe an in-Texas swap of sorts with Porzingis. Um, I think Houston can afford to gamble. Um, Oladipo oh. probably isn't going back there anyway, unless they're overpaying him or you know, sign him that long deal. That's, that's risky. And I think he'd be an excellent fit in Dallas because he gives them defense, which they need. And he gives somebody to take the burden off of Luca. I think the problem that Luca's going to have is what plagued Harden on the Rockets, which is regular season, you can crush it, you can carry that load every time. Same thing that's hurt Giannis in the playoffs. When the playoffs start, if you don't have that second fiddle to help create a shot, it just gets too hard to win a seven-game series. And I think Oladipo would be great for uh, – I, I love that for Dallas because even if he walks, he was like, I don't want to play in Dallas. I'm going to go sign with Miami or whoever. Uh, then you get off of Przingis' contract. I mean, the whole thing with Przingis is who wants to take that on. But Houston – it's kind of desperate. They're already locked up with Wall. I could see them doubling down and like maybe they can make something, something happen with Przingis. I kind of like that. That's that's fun. Uh, the one I saw online, I think I could totally see this happening. If the market doesn't exist for Oladipo because he's a pending free agent, and I just don't know who's going to give up real assets for a guy who could walk in free agency, is the Lakers. KCP, Markeith Morris, and maybe they're throwing like Tucker... Tucker Horton or like a Dudley or whatever, and then they throw in a first-round pick, I could totally see Oladipo to the... Because Houston knows he's not going to resign. If they're not going to give him a four-year deal and they don't want him in their long-term plans, I would take that deal if I'm the Rockets. I'm like, all right, I'll get a future first. Maybe LeBron is done by then. You know, I don't know. Is that What do you think about Oladipo to the Lakers? I don't know how many future firsts uh, they have. They could trade their 26. They could trade their 2026 first-round pick, I think, could be traded. I mean, you're really mortgaging everything. Yeah. Um, You got LeBron. He's like 36. They got to do it. I like that. I don't know. Let's let's change gears away from Oladipo. I I just said, don't sleep on Oladipo to the Lakers. Uh, And that's only if there's no real trades out there. Although I love your Prazinga swap. That's fun. All right, what do you think about this? John Collins to the Celtics for Nez Smith, Langford, a future first, and then either Robert Williams or another first. I'm not sure how much better Collins is than Robert Williams right now. Oh, that's um, that's insulting. That's insulting. <laughs> that Collins can play, dude. He Collins is good. Um. John Collins is good. Look, he's got an all-star game on his resume, but, I mean, so does D'Angelo Russell. Collins is in it for the payday. Uh, I do like his game. He's bouncy. He's young. I don't think that's enough, to be honest. Wait, say it again? I said Nesmith and Langford, their past two first-round picks, plus another first, and then either another first. So Langford, Nesmith, and two firsts, or... An, or another first in Robert Williams. It's kind of a poo-poo platter. I mean, I mean it's not a great offer, but if, if Atlanta knows he's going to walk, they bring in a bunch of shooters and two first-round picks, like, that's pretty good. 
If you know I you're not going to pay him. Have you put this? Yeah. Here's the thing. Then you have, you already have Tatum and Brown yeah. contracts coming up. So you're really locking yourself into a big three. Yes. Of those two and Collins. And yes. I'm not sure. It's not better the than the Nets. Here's the argument for it, Zach. All three are under 24. Okay, so I, the Celtics, I think their window is closed a little from like their chance to win a, a championship now. But they're going to be locked into Brown and Tatum. They really have no cap space unless they're re-signing their own guy and they could use bird rights and you know offer that fifth year. And it, they'll have to pay the luxury tax, but they'd have those three guys locked in. And they're all kind of multi, you know, I mean, Collins is definitely a front court player. But he's versatile. Tatum and Colin, uh, Tatum and Brown are the most versatile. And then you just figure it out. And you have three young guys that you hope get better. Tatum's going to get better. Brown has been amazing this year. And Collins is good, man. He is not a bad player. People take a dump on him, but they need some front court help anyway. If they don't do this, I don't know what their other move is. They have this trade exception. And they keep blowing first-round picks on losers. So why not just trade those in for an all-star. And now you have three all-stars on your team that are all under 25, they're all t- under 24, and you see what happens. And if it really blows up, then you trade one of them down the road. Am I crazy? I feel like this is a no-brainer. Yeah, I guess the only other question would be, could you get Vooch for half the price? Yeah, well, yeah, I think you have to give up more for Vooch. I think that's, that's fair. I think Vooch is a better fit and a better player for sure. But I think you have to give a Marcus Smart if you're making that trade. And I don't know. I think you could get Collins right. without giving up Smart. And I don't I don't know. Speaking of, uh, well, I do love the, the fake trades and the, and the mock trades. I do have breaking news uh, to report on, on the pod. Speaking what? of Atlanta. Uh, their coach has been dismissed. Oh, I liked him. He, I mean, yeah. Atlanta fans hate him. Atlanta fans hate him. Uh, he was huge in the community there, I thought. Well, his big thing was he was uh, Lloyd Pierce. His big thing was he was player development guy. Like he was a uh, – damn, he did just get fired. Good good, good scoop by you, Zach. Uh, Nick McMillan. Nick McMillan in. Uh, he was good for Indiana last year. I don't know. I thought Nate McMillan, I was surprised he got fired in Indiana. I don't think he's a great coach, but he's an established coach. Remember, they're all in to make the playoffs this year. And let's see, where are the NBA? Atlanta right now, they're in the thick of it, you know, like everyone else. I think they're, they're, they're right above the Wizards. They're 14 and 20. Honestly, that's not surprising. Uh, and it'll be interesting what they do with Collins. Maybe they keep Collins for the playoff push. Let's shift gears. Another trade, Zach. If you're the 76ers, do you trade Seth Curry, Danny Green, and Tyrese Maxey for Kyle Lowry? No. I'm hesitant about that, too. I, I really like the way they're playing. I just don't know if Philly is good enough to beat the Nets. It sounds crazy, but I'm just in on Maxey. I think every year... If I'm in an NBA front office, I'm saying, who is the shooting guard on Kentucky that's going to come out as a freshman and go too late in the draft? Because between Devin Booker, Tyler Hero, Maxi, Jamal Murray, it happens every year. And Maxi's my guy this year. 
I like him a lot. Well, Quickly's the guy you should be talking about. The Kentucky guy that breaks out, it's Emmanuel Quickly. But I'm sorry, that was Quickly too. That's right. Uh, but I hear you. I like Maxi. There was a stretch where Ben Simmons was out, and he was like getting major minutes for them, and he was getting buckets, dude. He's he's good. I don't even think they need to give up a first round pick if they do that. Or I guess they could sub out Maxi and offer like future first. I also think that uh, Seth Curry has been amazing. Is a needed, needed, needed commodity when you have Ben Simmons because you're putting someone else out there who. He's just going to command respect from above the arc and spread the floor for Ben Simmons. So he he just he's too important to what they do up. Agreed. I think I mean they've been playing really well and I love their team. I just look at the Nets. It's like do they have enough for the Nets to get by the Nets? I think if they made this trade, who'd they start? Lowry, Simmons, Thibault, Harris, and Embiid, and then you have. I don't even know you have coming. Shake Milton coming off the bench. Dwight. Cormans, is that good enough to beat the Nets? No, but I'm not sure anyone is this year. Yeah. Maybe you don't make that trade. I do like Maxi. All right, we'll move on. Uh, how about this one? I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say, but I just, I don't know. You sent me this yesterday, I think, on Twitter or Instagram. Knicks are obviously monitoring Carl Anthony Towns. I think it is a... I, I'm like just assuming it's a foregone conclusion that Carl Anthony Towns will be on the Knicks in the next two years. Knicks trade Mitchell Robinson. Really? Yeah. I think there's too many ties with Thibs, the Kentucky thing. I think they think he could be salvaged. He just killed them. I mean, the Knicks barely beat Minnesota like a week ago because Towns just went off. What do you think about this? And let me finish before you just say no, because I think you're not going to like it. Mitchell Robinson, who's played really well this year. Neil Aquina, who's played really well in the last week coming back in. Could be salvaged. Kevin Knox. Dallas' 2023 first-round pick. Two future Knicks picks. So three first. Mitchell, who's a legitimate center. Neil Aquina and Knox. And three first-round picks. Unless you, unless you... And look, they may have sources out there. With the Kentucky thing that, oh, hey, this could get you Devin Booker. You know, maybe someone else. I forget who else is in that Kentucky class. But um, I'm against it, man. I And then here's my reasoning, and I think Thibs will know better than anyone. But I think Carl Towns is, to put it quite simply, I think he's a fuckboy. I think he brings <laughs> no value to the basketball court. That's uh, insane. He puts up great numbers. He looks good. I think he's soft. I really think he's soft. You see him out there. When's the last time you ever saw Carl Anthony Towns get angry or have a scowl or, like, block a shot into the third row or motivate a player? Like, I look at him and I think, you're friends with D'Angelo Russell? I don't want someone who's friends with D'Angelo <laughs> Russell. I don't want D'Angelo Russell. I don't want you. I don't like your type, dude. Um, That's personally, but I think kids love the old players, but he loves the Taj Gibson types. He loves the Jimmy Butler. I would like, it wouldn't shock me for him to bring Kirk Heinrich out of retirement, but Cat, no. Everything you said is valid. I do think he's soft. And yes, 
Um, I, there's red flags for sure. Like Minnesota has been so bad, but I think he's had no help outside of the one year he had Jimmy Butler. Wiggins stinks. I don't want to hear about the years with Wiggins. He had his best years under Thibodeau. And I think a cha- he's like a classic change of scenery guy. I think he goes to New York. He's playing with Randall and Rose. And, you know, if Minnesota, if that package isn't enough and they're like, we're not doing the trade without R.J. Barrett, then I'm just hanging up. Not that R.J. Barrett is untouchable, but I'm just not doing that. And if you could make this trade, I propose, and you have R.J. Barrett blossoming. Carl Anthony Towns is what? He's 20. He's 25. He fits into our time frame. Are you trading? Are you trading for Cat again? Knox, Neil Akina, Mitchell Robinson, and three firsts. So, Mitchell Robinson and three firsts. Um, well, and then young guys, you're you're kicking the tires. You have a shot. You know, you're kicking the tires on two. Lot. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's like a. I'm sure Minnesota fans are like, "Fuck off!" If you're not giving us R.J. Barrett, we're not trading him. And then that, and then I'm hanging up. But I think he could be salvaged. I think all the arguments against him are fair, but I think he's a worthwhile gamble. He's a monster, dude. And if he, he just needs to post up more. Did you listen to the Charles Barkley podcast with Bill Simmons, which was awesome? Yeah, that was a great, great podcast. So I don't think that R.J. Barrett, not, not to break your heart, I don't think he should necessarily be untouchable for Cat. Um. Having said that, I also here's what I just outside looking in, no, no sources here, but uh, I think Minnesota's GM, I forget his name, Gar Foreman, maybe he's absolutely on the hot seat. I know they just fired the coach, yeah. and he went all in with this D'Angelo Russell deal to appease Cat. Yeah, and that pick that they're giving Golden State might turn out to be incredible. Yeah. He can't just back out of that now for, for his own re- for like, you know, to save himself for whatever. He can't trade cat now. No, he, he can't. I don't, I'm not saying this will happen. I think at if the they fired their GM, they fired their GM. Then maybe that happens. I but would be shocked if it up. happened this season. I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to happen. I think maybe this summer or next year, but him to the Knicks is inevitable is my prediction. Uh, and I, your RJ point, you might, by the time this is all said and done, maybe it will take RJ Barrett, but we'll see. I just want to see what your thoughts were. All right. Before we segue out, just a couple other names that are being floated around. I just want to like real quick, your thoughts. One trade I saw, I don't think this will happen. Levine for Alonzo and two firsts. Alonzo ball. Are you no way, right? Levine's been too good. No way. Yeah. Alonzo is like shooting the lights out of it the past month, but too good. He keeps getting rumored to the Knicks for like too much. I, I'm just out on trading for guys that are pending free agents. Like Alonzo's going to be a free agent. If they really want him, they could try and sign him. Uh, I agree. I think the Levine, Levine trade is stupid. Uh, Drummond, it seems like Drummond to the Nets is just inevitable in the buyout market. Are you. Do you have any other counter thoughts on Drummond? Is Drummond enough for the Nets, or is this? I don't even know what my question uh, is, Zach. Probably. I just don't know how good he is. I see the numbers he puts up. Whenever I watch him, he he doesn't seem to me like he's winning a basketball game for his team. Um, I think he collects lobs, and we'll see. I, he would be a good lob guy for uh, 
for Harden and, and Kyrie, but Harden has had a great live guy since Capella, and he would obviously be an upgrade in that sense over DeAndre, but who knows? Yeah, I think he's an upgrade. They need rebounding. So I think I know he could come in and give them rebounding. I don't know if it'll help their defense, but dude, the Nets are just they're going to the finals. They're just they're gonna get Drummond or someone else. Uh we talked about Vucevic to the Celtics. I think that's a good move for them if you know. Uh Blake I saw I heard the other day Blake Griffin to Miami in the buyout market. Do you even care? Blake Griffin is totally washed, right? Or do you, are you thinking he could help them? He's completely washed. I wanna see what the magic do. I think it's like the magic at some point just have to break this team up. Like, how long are we going to watch Aaron Gordon do this? I feel like Evan Fournier could help someone. Same with Vooch. So that's got to happen. Yeah, I agree. Magic were on my list. Other names. Larry Markinen. It's, it's unsure if the Bulls want to re-sign him. I'd like someone team to go out and get him. I wanted the Knicks to get him before Randall blew up. Now I don't want him. Uh I don't know. There's a bunch. The Rose and the Spurs guys. I don't know. We still got three weeks till the deadline, so more will come out. I think it's my or Orlando's the team to watch. Although I think the only guy that might get traded is Terrence Ross because he is like a Terrence Ross is like an absorbable contract, unlike some of these other guys who are getting paid. I don't know what to think of Aaron Gordon. I'm kind of done with Aaron Gordon to be honest. I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to see him on an actual NBA team before before I judge. Fair. Um, All right. But, uh, Should we segue? Last last section? Let's do it. All right. This is debuting, Zach. I hope to get you on more frequently. We're calling this Daddy Daycare. Uh, and if you don't care about parenthood, then you can stop listening. I don't care. But my wife currently is six days past due for a second kid, which – is terrible and you can imagine what my life has been like the last six days um you had your second kid two years ago as someone who's about to have my second kid both under two and a half what is what is your advice for me what what am i getting myself into so my first advice is uh definitely tell your wife you love her okay and that you don't mean anything that's going to come out of your mouth in the <laughs> next month. Okay. Okay. So, um, I don't know. In all, in all seriousness, I swear, uh, my wife and I, we love each other very much. Uh, we must have wanted to strangle each other a million times, mostly in between the hours of like one and four in the night. Um, because it, it gets real, bro. It, it gets real. Um, so just remember... You guys love each other, and uh, and this will will pass. This too—that's my mom saying. This too shall pass. Whenever I go to play, complain to her about stuff, is I'm a little worried about how is it with your oldest? Like, how did Jordan take the arrival of Vance? Like, was it all flowers and kumbayas, or was it? Because like, I'm not really worried about the baby. You know, I want to have a good delivery yeah. and everything else. But, like, Katie and I have done this now, and I thought we did a pretty good job with Owen. So, I my confidence with having another baby in the house is pretty high. But my confidence with my two-and-a-half-year-old right. taking this well is, at like, a one out of ten. How did that go for you? How old so, was Jordan? It's a, little, it's a little hard for me because mine were closer. Um, but 
I think he took it well, and I think it'll be fine. Um, the interesting one, interesting thing will be Katie. So the way it was with us was, you know, obviously the woman's the wife is breastfeeding. She's up in the night. She's got to cater to this baby to uh, to feed it, and you're left with the other child a lot. My wife was like so wrapped up mentally with like I got to be there for the oldest too that she would, like, breastfeed and just, like, toss me the baby because she was so worried about our oldest, you know, like, feeling like mommy wasn't there or whatever. That's Katie's concern. Katie's like, I'm, like, my mental preparation is, like, all right, Owen is going to be my kid for, like, the next at least three to six months, where it's just, like, at least once a day. I'm going to be like, all right, I got to get Owen out of this house because she's dry. I mean, Owen's crazy right now. He's throwing stuff yelling he's just insane so it's like that's not going to be conducive with the baby and katie will be tired and so i'm like mentally ready for that of like all right i'm just like owen and daddy time all the time but katie is actually really worried about about what you just said about like losing uh connection a little bit with owen which i don't think will happen but it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out also she's also been like so pregnant i'm sure my <laughs> so pregnant uh it's obvious i'm at like lethargic unable to like do all these things with them always tired so jocelyn my wife uh you know <laughs> i swear the second we got home from the hospital was like we're all going to the park as a family like all four the second kid too we're all going out we're going to the park and she was honestly so happy to be able to like walk around the park with the eldest again and like you know physically um so you know that'll happen too and yeah she'll she'll spend time with both do you have any tips for me with a two and a half year old like katie is or owen is he's so he's just so crazy right now he's so bossy Uh, i understand i i've i put two and a half year old uh born same week as owen it's it's a wild time man um, uh, take them out, and that's uh, a good, fun age. Enjoy it would be my advice. Uh, do you guys have a name picked out yet? We do. Uh, I'm not going to break it on yeah. the pod because we haven't told anyone. We made the mistake of like asking everyone about feedback on all our other baby names for Owen, and then it like became too much. So this one, we're just not telling anyone, including our fam. Like my parents don't know. Nobody knows. Until the baby's here. Because then no, no one could say anything. I'm like, and the baby's name is blank. And they're just going to be like, oh, I love it. Like, what are they going to say? They hate it. So you'll is like it, it though. Uh, is it Julius? Is it Julius? Uh, I did, after the Knicks went above 500, I did float a manual to her and she shot it down. So I was like, what about quickly or Rand? She like actually Randall made her think for a second. She's like, hmm, I kind of like Randall. And then we we moved on from it. So it is, I will tell you this, there is a prominent NBA player whose name it is, but I don't want to, I'm not going to, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because I don't want you to guess it either. And then we have to like break it down. But there is an NBA player that shares the same name. Not, I'm not naming him after him, but you'll see. You'll know when he's here. Again. My, uh, my other thing, so it's funny. So I don't know what you remember from having a baby. I remember nothing. So down to the point where the baby had fed, it was, you know, breast milk, whatever. And I had to burp the baby. This is my second. And 
I saw someone else do it. I'm like, no, wait, wait, that can't be right. Because it's the most unnatural thing in the world. You're just wailing on this baby, like <laughs> smacking him in the back. <laughs> and it's very uncomfortable. And honestly, takes some getting used to it. It's like riding a bike. I mean, once you've had a baby and you have to burp a baby again, it all comes back to you. But that first, like, one or two whacks is a little uncomfortable. Well, and I, like, again, the baby thing, I'm like, sure. I mean, I'm saying this now. We might do this again in, like, a month or two, and I'll be like, what was I thinking? I haven't slept in forever. Don't don't worry. You won't have time to pause. <laughs> no, unrelated note, this is our, my last podcast for six months. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I got two more questions for you, then I'll let you go. Uh well, you and I talked about potty training recently. This is ridiculous, but am I insane? Owen is like totally ready to potty train now. He's like telling us all this stuff, but we're about to have a baby. We're like, we can't potty train. Like we have a baby coming any day. Is it crazy to try this in a month or is Owen just going to regress so hard that it's like not going to be able to train him new, new things as we have a newborn in the house? Oof. You really missed the <laughs> I missed the window. <laughs> I missed the boat. <laughs> We uh, almost it, did it over Christmas, but it was like Christmas week, and I didn't want him like peeing on his presents and stuff. So I was like, "Oh, let's push it." Now we're thinking the first week of April because we're both off and it will be great. But then the baby's going to be like five weeks old. April. That's so. Uh, um. My, I mean, you don't really have a choice now, right? You can't potty train him and then have to run into the hospital. No, I mean, we can't do it now. Right uh, now is out. So we've like yeah. got to survive the, you know, a newborn phase lasts a while. But we've got to survive bringing this baby home. But we'll both be off. So we're like, we'll have a newborn in the corner. And then, not like we're neglecting it, but then we could both help train, uh, potty train Owen. I just don't know if it's going to be too much going on at once. As long as one parent is sleeping and one parent is totally in charge of the potty training, um, you can absolutely make that happen. Right. That will be our next pod. Well, I'm, I'm thinking paternity leave, I'll be able to podcast. I think in like trade deadline, it could be great. Uh, <laughs> I know you think otherwise, though. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're just going to be surfing, podcasting. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> I know. I'm going to tell Katie not to listen to this. Um, last question. This one's stupid, but I was last night. All right, so we just... Do you brush your kid's teeth? Does he brush his teeth? Either of them? Uh, yeah, they both do. Yeah, okay. So we've been really good with that. Katie, I mean, when I say we, like Katie is like leads us on all this stuff. So Owen's really good at brushing his teeth. But we just transitioned to like the toothpaste that you have to spit out. Because the other one was like the baby one where you get like, he's, he's like kind of eating it. He's like brushing his teeth, but he's half just like sucking down the flavor. Um, And that over the last week, I've been trying to brush his teeth like i have him hanging over the seat it's like real toothpaste it's kid's toothpaste but it's real toothpaste you have to spit it out and he doesn't know how to spit i'm trying to teach him to spit and i'm like oh you like this and i'm like fake brushing my teeth and i'm spitting in the sink next to him and he's just like swallowing the toothpaste and then he thinks spitting is sticking his tongue out and like doing the like like the, the clown noise and it's a disaster he's like eating toothpaste every night he's like not spitting out anything. Did you did you have any issues with this? Do you have any advice there? <laughs> so, uh, so full disclosure, my kids absolutely still use the uh, the good taste in toothpaste that you don't spit out. Yeah, I was. Katie brought it home again. Katie, Happy, yeah, 
You go. You go. Having said that, I do remember trying to teach my kid one time how to spit it out, and I tried one night, didn't work, and I gave up, and that was probably a year ago. <laughs> so uh, hopefully it's good for them. And, uh, and that's where we are. You know what they do love, though, is they both have toothbrushes, uh, like their parents that are the, like, you know, press the button and they go, and they love that. Huge hit. The electric ones? Yeah. They're like, kids ones are like two ninety nine at Walmart. Okay. Uh, well, we'll try that. We, yeah, we have the old fashioned one. He's, he's doing a pretty good job. And now he's just like essentially chugging this tube, this tube of toothpaste. It's like, you put some on, you're like, all right, Owen. Okay. He's like, don't let him eat it. He's just like sucking it down. I'm like, oh my God. And, it, and spitting is like, how do you teach a two-year-old to spit? I'm like, no, and you like get the saliva to your tongue, and then you make this motion. And he is, it's like he has no idea what I'm trying. It's a disaster. So I don't, I don't know. I think I would probably just let it destroy the toothpaste. Yeah, I, I want to go back to the old one, like you. I want to go back to the. We'll see. We'll, we'll, <laughs> he's gonna be my kid anyway when this baby comes. If Katie's not gonna be, she's gonna be breastfeeding all the time. Uh, all right, Zach. Uh, I think that's it. We covered everything. Wizards, Knicks, trade deadline. Killed it, man. Killed it. It's so good to have you back. Hope, hopefully, this isn't the end of my podcasting career. We could do this again. We'll do, We'll get you on like once a month. <laughs> Daddy Day. Yeah, we, we turned 15 minutes into an hour. I like that. Yeah, it's was good. You, were, you weren't sure you were going to be able to pull it off. I basically right. guilted you into it. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we go? Any, any final thoughts to our audience? Great talk and uh, good luck with... Uh, call him baby randall for now <laughs> baby randall any day by the time you're listening to this podcast zach the baby might be here katie i told katie we we're doing it does, does she have a date to uh can't do uh no but we have an appointment tomorrow to make that it, the baby i'll tell you right now the baby will be here by the end of the week i can guarantee you that um let's go let's go it's here katie's katie, i told katie we we're doing like a daddy daycare segment she's like i hope i go into labor during the podcast, just so you have to cut it short. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's downstairs just like binge watching shows. Uh, all right, man. Great having you on. Thank you for being here. We will be in touch. Until then, good luck, Wizards. And I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, dog. Later. Peace. Oh, when we ran away, we almost lost control. Our minds were not the same. But to conquer was his goal So we built this great empire Started dropping dimes It's teed up with Coach G From now until the end of time